Hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers Podcast. We're your happy hosts, Amy and Madeline, best friends who work hard and hustle harder. We believe to be happy and healthy in your work, you need to be happy and healthy in your life. We combine health, well-being and business with a fresh perspective to share the stories of normal people with inspiring lives. From leading entrepreneurs to athletes, models and artists, Together, we delve deep into their journey to success to find out why health and well-being is at the core of their philosophy. Whether you're looking for advice and guidance for leading your best life, an engaging, easy-to-digest pep talk, or a boost of healthy enthusiasm to fuel your health and wellness goals, the Healthy Hustlers Podcast is your go-to for kicking ass in work and play. You know those people who walk into a room and you instantly feel drawn to their smile, their energy and their charisma? Well, today's guest is one of those people. Tully Humphrey is a creative brains behind global sport luxe activewear label Tully Lou, which she launched in 2013 after seeing a gap in the market for seriously epic activewear that helps you feel as fabulous as it looks. Passionate about social change and giving back, as well as empowering women to be the healthiest, happiest versions of themselves, Tully's road has not always been the easiest one. Today, this stylish health and wellness advocate is a force to be reckoned with, spreading her positive message far and wide and empowering her global community to not only look good, but feel good. We sat down and delved into a heartfelt and raw conversation about her journey so far, her earlier struggles with an eating disorder and her motivation for launching her activewear label. Morning, Tally. Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for joining me. Um, I'm really sorry Amy couldn't be with us today, but I'm super excited to be able to chat to you. So let's kick off by hearing about your happy place. Where do you go to unwind and reconnect? Yeah, okay, cool. So my happy place, I grew up in a country town, so country girl, um, and I grew up in a town called Kyneton, which is like an hour out of Melbourne. So I have to say that's probably my happy place. Like I have so many amazing memories down there of like when I was a child, like running out in the paddock, like, you know, when you're a child and you have like no worries, like, <laughs> like nothing bothers you. And I think that's what makes me so happy because I have those memories. And obviously my family being down there as well and just being country air. And then I actually have a second happy place. I thought of this before. It's Los Angeles. So oh, I travel nice. back and forth for work um, to LA like every two to three months. And I bloody love LA. Like it's like I've got a lot of really good friends there who are like chasing their dreams and like really like inspiring, amazing workouts that I do and cafes. So I have to say I've got two happy places. Yeah, I actually have two happy places as well, yeah, so I, I can relate important. to that. <laughs> it is, definitely. And one's a bit, a little bit more convenient and the other one's like, yes, okay, well, you have to work to get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, such a small world as well. I actually have cousins that grew up in Kyneton. No. So yeah, I know that place very well. My partner actually played football up there for three years as well. So I can imagine why you love getting back there. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> ex- apart from winter, it's freezing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, Melbourne's freezing at the moment too. So. Yeah, very true. Yeah. So as I mentioned, I'm so excited to be able to chat to you today because at 29, your journey already is so incredibly inspiring. You've overcome anorexia in your teens. You're a certified yoga instructor 
and the founder of Global Sport Lux Active Brand, Tully Lou, that is worn regularly by some of the biggest names in the health and wellness industry. Can you take us all the way back to your childhood and give us a sneak peek into Tully Lou growing up? Yeah, so I mean, my childhood, like I was a happy child. Like I said, I grew up in the country. Um, I was always outside. I was always active and had like a really tight family. So yeah, I was just always active. And then I had a really massive passion for fashion. Like I would go, that's hard to say, passion for fashion. (laughs) Um, But no, I used to like raid my mom's wardrobe and like set out my little outfits for the next day and like be coordinated and, you know, go through my mom's magazines and always looking at like all the fashion and what was happening in the runway and stuff like that. So yeah, happy child. And yeah, just Really, really love fashion. Yeah. Sorry. I just <laughs> <my> <laughs> um, how amazing that you knew that from such a young age. Like, honestly, you look like a rock star every time <laughs> I see you. How amazing that you had that passion at such a young age and today you're literally being able to live that and be surrounded by it Yeah, every single day. It's incredible. Yeah, I think I'm pretty lucky because, you know, I hear a lot of girls growing up and they're like, oh, I don't know what I'm passionate about or like, I don't know what I want to do. But I don't know, I feel kind of lucky that I did have a passion at such a young age because now it's my career and I get to live like my passion. So it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So today your mission is to instill healthier, happier mind in women. This is something that Amy and I absolutely love about you. And we think it's so incredibly important, especially in today's social media dominant society. What are some of your daily rituals for ensuring you're always keeping a healthier, happier mind? Yeah. So my daily rituals are obviously I'm a massive fan of meditation, working out in the morning, like setting up my day. I find if I work out and have time for myself, then I do, I feel like empowered and I feel motivated for the day, but yeah, definitely meditation and like writing down what I'm grateful for as well. Um, so like maybe three things that I'm grateful for if that's in the morning or at night and then just really sit and think of, you know, those three things. But yeah, meditation's massive, like especially yeah. for my mind, like, yeah, massive. Yeah, absolutely. I love it as well. So what do you, do you use apps or do you do meditation yourself? Yeah, look, I've done so many like meditation courses and I've tried so many techniques of meditation. I finally found what works for me. Um, I have to do a guided meditation. So yeah. I have like the one mind app um, which I love because I find like I try to meditate by myself with no app and just like sit with my thoughts and like no sound and it just does not work for me Um, another style of meditation I love doing is just repeating a mantra I find and always that mantra is like I am beautiful I am strong I'm amazing or whatever it is something like that and I just keep repeating that into my head and then that's kind of good too because I've done my meditation I've also done my mantras in one And yeah, I find that that works really well for me. Yeah, I like that. I'm actually going to try that because I'm the same. I definitely like the guided ones. Mm -hmm. And we've been getting a lot of questions since launching the podcast because, you know, everyone's using meditation. So we've been getting a lot of questions about like, what do I do? How do I start it? And like, I just think the guided ones are definitely the best way to go like especially if you can categorize them or like to your mood yes yeah yeah. and also with the one giant mind I don't know if you've used it before but it's like a 30 day I think it's a 30 day like challenge or whatever it is I mean it was a long time ago when I did the challenge because now I just use the timer but what I loved about it is at the end of your meditation you could choose like 
you know, I felt really still in this. I couldn't stop thinking and it's like, whatever. And, you know, I get a lot of people talk to me about meditation and they're like, oh, but I can't stop thinking. And like, <laughs> oh my God, but how do you meditate? Like, I just can't stop thinking. And I'm like, no, thinking's fine. Just yeah. come back. And like on that meditation, like if you select, like I can't stop thinking, my brain's going crazy or whatever. Then Johnny on the app will explain like, this is okay. Like in his like really like beautiful, like soothing voice, which I can't do because I'm so loud. But like, he's like, you know, this is fine. It's part of the journey. Like everyone thinks and all that kind of stuff. So it kind of makes you feel better about having all those random thoughts Definitely. about, you know, I don't know yep. what your thoughts are, but I'm always like, oh my God, what am I going to have for dinner? <laughs> like, oh shit, I didn't do this. Or like, so it's, yeah, I like that about it, that app. Yeah, same. I really, it's, everyone always says that. Like it's, oh, I can't stop thinking. And it's like, you don't have to. I think one of the best things I've learned is using my breath as the anchor. Yes. And always kind of, as soon as my thoughts drift off, like, okay, that's okay. My thoughts have drifted off, but just bring it back to my breath, focus mm-hmm. on my stomach and it going in and out. And yeah. It also makes you realize how unaware you are about what your body actually does yeah. every day. Know, like it's crazy, isn't we're it? breathing without even thinking about yeah. it really, or taking notice of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I got no, that in the end. <laughs> it's like a tongue tie. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so crazy. And like, yeah, it's kind of cool to sit with that because like you said, you forget yeah. that your body is like doing something every minute of the day, well, every second of the day, like yeah, you're breathing absolutely. and you just forget. Yeah. I also love that you touched on taking time out for you because a few of the girls have mentioned about like, yeah, making that hour mm. or, you know, scheduling time in like a meeting. And I'm oh, sure with I'm your hectic lifestyle, you that. really need to be scheduling that time. So, and it's something I've really focused on lately is making sure I give myself that hour. If it's mm. going to Pilates or it's, you know, going for a walk around the block or whatever, because it, and it, it really helps. Yeah. Like, yeah. 100%. If you don't have that time for yourself, like you kind of go crazy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So as I mentioned earlier, you struggled with anorexia as a teen. And again, this is something that's been quite common throughout our interviews. And it's just crazy to think the amount of girls who are suffering or have suffered with this horrible disease. Can you shed a little light on your experience? Yeah. So I know it's so crazy. Like I was just saying to you before that I've been listening to your podcast and the crazy thing is that I keep listening about girls like you're not happy with their body or gone through anorexia and it's so crazy to think how many of us suffer. Um, but yeah, so I, like I said, I grew up in a healthy household, but um, I got to a stage in my life where I started obsessing over food. I heard a comment someone made um, about my body and I just kind of obsessed over that comment, which is so crazy. So um, when I was about 12 to 13, I started like obsessing over food and exercise and I knew every calorie in every single food and it was so crazy. I actually hated like every time I looked into the mirror, all I could see was like this fat person and I thought that in order to be successful in life, um, I had to look a certain way. I had to weigh a certain way. Um, and yeah, that's so crazy. Mm. So yeah, I would obsess over food and every time I eat, then I'd have to go and exercise because I hated that feeling of having something in my stomach. So, um, I mean, it was so crazy. Like I even remember like, um, getting to a stage where I wouldn't even drink water, like water. Cause it would fill my stomach up and I was like, mm. Oh, I'm so fat. Like this is gross. Um, so I got to say, do I stop drinking water, drinking water? Um, I read in some stupid gossip magazine that lip gloss had calories in it. So I stopped using lip gloss. Like I 
every day, every single second of the day, I was obsessing over food and um, how I'd get out of eating a meal and all that kind of stuff. And I remember changing schools from a public school to a private school um, down where I grew up. And that's when my eating sort of peaked. Like, it was bad. Like, And I started losing weight more and more and more. And like I was getting happier and happier because I was, mm. you know, looking – I looked skinnier. And I remember people saying oh, – you look so good, like you're so skinny. And do never ever say that to someone that you know might be suffering because it's the worst thing you can say because my brain, like it, I fed off that. Like I was like, yes, I'm doing something right. Um, and yeah, it just got so bad that I remember mum and dad sitting down with me one day and they're like, tell her you have a problem. And I think about that day now and it was probably the best and the worst day of my whole life because mm-hmm. I knew I had a problem, but I needed someone else to kind of tell me about it. And honestly, I was like, in such a dark hole that I honestly thought I was never going to get out. I thought that was my life. Like, I just thought that was what I was going to be like forever. Um, and yeah, mum and dad said, you had a problem. You have to go see someone. And um, so grateful for that now. But at the time I was like, no, no, I don't have anything wrong. And I remember them saying, you have to take tomorrow off because we're taking you to a psychologist down in Melbourne. Um, and so I went and saw her. I continued seeing her for like maybe two to three times a week. Um, for quite a while and then it got to a stage where she was like hey you have to quit school or go to hospital and I was like oh I'm not going to hospital no way Mm. so I ended up quitting school at the start of year 10 and recovering at home um, with mom and dad and um, man was that a struggle like everyone always thinks oh you know you're on recovery it must like only be a few months but it was a good probably three to four years that um, I struggled and I mean, there was times when I'd sit in my room and like cut my wrist and didn't want to be alive anymore. I'd bang my head against a wall and like I gave my mum hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, I mean, it was a journey and I mean, yeah, that's why I'm who I am today and yeah. really inspired to help women and make sure that yeah. they don't make those mistakes that I did. Well, it's just incredible to see, you know, that you've been able to come out of that and now just be so passionate and driven to inspire other women. Like, you know, absolutely has made you who you are today. But yeah, it's pretty horrific to think that you had to go through that Mm -hmm. to get to this point, I guess. So um, do you remember any of the changes in your mindset or when you were like, you know what, I'm actually going to get better? Because I think that's, yeah, probably one thing that is a common denominator is the girls have all said that they've needed to want to get better themselves yeah yeah 100 i think like when i was recovering at home i got to a stage where like i wasn't 100 percent, but i was like getting better um and mum and dad were like look i think it's time for you to go back to school and i was like no way i am not ready to go back to school mm. like all my friends are like years above me now and like growing up in a country town like i'm not like going to be below them like no way um and then dad was like well you have to do something because you're just sitting at home um you know feeling sorry for yourself and which I was like I said I would sit there and obsess over like you know tumblers of like Mary Kate Olsen and Nicole Richie all these girls were so unhealthy and that's all I would do every day Mm -hmm. and mind you I was like completely OCD like I would do I'd have my whole routine like the minute that I did every day and if I was a minute late doing that routine then I wouldn't eat like I'd punish myself so that yeah so coming back to your question mum and dad were like you have to do something um to kind of like you know either go back to school or do something so I enrolled myself to go to beauty school and I was going to start like you know 
maybe like the next week and I enrolled because I was like shit I need to do something I need to study something I didn't even want to be a beauty therapist but I was like I need to do something like maybe I'll just wax everyone every day and I'm happy (laughs) um so yeah I enrolled to a beauty school down in Melbourne and I was supposed to start like the Thursday and it was like a Wednesday and then I freaked out I was like oh my god that's not what I want to do um so then I looked at doing fashion school and started the fashion school and Trust me, I'm getting to the answer. Um, I love this. Yeah, so I went to fashion school and that was down in like Fitzroy and dad would drive me down every day. And like, I remember driving past this yoga studio every day and be like, it was like Bikram hot yoga. Um, I was like, oh wow, yoga. And before this, I don't think I mentioned this before, but I was doing yoga at home, which helped my recovery a little bit, but probably more, I was doing it to burn calories because... I wanted to lose weight or whatever, but I was really aware of yoga. Like I started doing yoga when I was like 14. So I was like, oh my God, Bikram yoga. Whoa, that's crazy. Maybe I should start doing classes because I was doing it at home on like some stupid DVD. (laughs) (laughs) As Um, you do. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And I remember thinking, uh, sorry. Um, I remember thinking that, oh, I'm going to do a yoga class. So after I would study fashion, I would go to the Bikram yoga class and I remember doing the first class and I don't know how, like if everyone is aware of Bikram yoga, but it's hot. Like it's like really hot yoga. Um, and I did the first class and I was like, oh my God, what just happened? Like that was so amazing. Like I felt so, so, so good. Like I felt clean, flushed. Like I felt, I don't know, this thing in my like brain like switched and it was like, I started like realizing it was more to life and it sounds so crazy I feel okay about saying it now but like back in a few years ago I probably wouldn't say it, but I started to love myself again mm-hmm. and that was through yoga which is crazy and I say this all the time when I first started doing Bikram yoga yes it was more about the calories because it was super hot and it was 90 minutes and you burn a certain amount of calories and trust I knew how many of those calories were. Um, So I was doing it more for the exercise element, but then I got to a point where I realized it was making me a better person. And um, yeah, I just realized it was more to life and I started loving myself again. So I have a massive, massive um, loving relationship with yoga because of that, because I do think that helped my recovery a lot. Yeah. Oh, that is so beautiful. That just yeah. like made my heart so happy when you said that. And it's just such an important tool, isn't it? To love yourself and 100%. to just be so comfortable in your own skin. And mm-hmm. I've said this in a last, another podcast, but one of my favorite quotes now is be you because everyone else is taken. Yes, and I love that. I think, yeah, as a child, like I grew up in a small country town as well. And you just spend so much time looking at other people and comparing yourself and mm-hmm. wanting to be like someone else or have someone else's job when I finished uni or dress like them and I'm like if only I realized so much earlier that you know whether we're we're so unique Mm -hmm. to ourselves, and you just have to love your own skin to be able to be the best version of yourself so um yeah that's really beautiful that you realize that and yeah I'm glad yoga (laughs) did it for you so do you have any advice today like for someone who's struggling with their own mental health or any little healthy hacks that our listeners could inject into their daily life to help ease the struggle Yeah, I mean, I have a few. And again, this is me probably getting a little bit older, I've learned. Um, But one of my number one things, again, is meditation. Meditation and yoga, just to be with your thoughts. And um, I mean, especially if you suffer from like that kind of, not anxiety, but like, yeah, that body image thing. It's really, really important, meditation. Um, Another thing that I'm so, so passionate about is always surrounding yourself around the right people um because 
and as I said, as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at this and I've kind of like deleted people out of my life that don't make me feel very good or yeah. um, they can, I compare myself with them. It's not healthy. Mm-hmm. So I always make sure that I surround myself around the right people, the people that are going to uplift me, inspire me, make me feel good um, and that I'm not sitting there comparing myself with them all the time because yeah, like you said, just be you and, you know, be happy with who you are and um, happiness is so important. So I think surrounding yourself around the right people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And like I've already said, your bio is very impressive (laughs) for a 29 year old. What does success look like to you? Yeah, I get asked this question all the time. And from the beginning, like when I first started Telelu, people would ask me this and I was like, oh my gosh, success is like money, like fame, like all this kind of stuff. And again, as I've gotten older, I feel like I've gotten wiser. But <laughs> as I've gotten older, honestly, success to me is happiness. Like, and I don't know, like, I just think happiness is like the key to life, like, especially my life. I don't know about anyone else, but when I'm happy, like things just seem to flow. And like, so I feel like success is happiness and I get to live my happiness every day. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's so true that saying about it, not being a destination, like it's a, it's a way of life really, isn't it? It's a (laughs) journey. So now can you talk us through your motivation behind starting your active wear brand, Tully Lou? Yeah. So my motivation behind, again, um, I, well, I'll tell you the story. I was doing yoga. (laughs) Um, This is back in like 2011 and I was studying fashion and I was in a yoga class. And um, I remember when I was in the yoga class and I was looking around at all the women and like back then in 2011, there wasn't really like any cool, like sports lux was not a thing. It was like Adidas, Nike, Lorna Jane. Like it was just like your basic, I think Lululemon was probably around then. Um, It was just your basics. And I remember looking around the room and all the women were like in like, boyfriend style tees and like really baggy black pants and like really unflattering unmotivating clothing and I remember thinking like wow like what like that doesn't make you feel inspired like it doesn't make you want to like you don't if you don't look good like you don't want to you know when you get a new yeah, gym totally, outfit yeah absolutely yeah, you know so when you much get a, motivation yeah you get a new gym outfit <laughs> and like you want to go to the gym the next day yeah. so I remember thinking wow that does not empower women so I always wanted to start a fashion label always um so I remember in that class just thinking wow maybe there's a niche in the market for like really cool fashion forward activewear uh and yeah so I was like okay maybe that's my little maybe that's what I'll do maybe I'll start an activewear brand at back then it was more like a yoga brand Um, I started a yoga label so um in 2011 I had the idea and then I also realized back then that I wanted to teach yoga because yoga really helped me on my journey and I wanted to help and inspire other women um, by teaching. So I knew that if I wanted to start an yoga label that I needed a job on the side. So yoga teaching was going to be my job on the side because I really didn't know if Tully Lou was going to take off or if it was going to be successful. So I actually packed my bags in 2011 and moved to LA for a little while and studied Bikram yoga um, for nine weeks. And I did yoga twice a day in that hot room. Uh, It was honestly the hardest thing 
my whole life and it's definitely like now I'm like oh I think of something challenging I'm like oh man if I can get through nine weeks of that I can do anything so I studied yeah Bikram um over in LA and then came back to Australia I taught a little while in the states and then I went back to Australia and then taught for a while full-time and full-time teaching yoga was not my vibe like uh, it was so exhausting and I was so tired and I had no time for Tallyloo. So I started teaching part-time and then started designing for Tallyloo. I was designing, did the pattern making, did everything, had like a full collection. I think back then it was like maybe like eight, nine styles because it was just going to be like a side project. Like yeah. I didn't really know if it was going to take off or not. Um, so yeah, I did that and then I again packed my bags and moved to Bali and found like a supplier there, um, after some hard work, found a supplier there and then started the brand and then brought it back to Australia and launched. And I launched just when Instagram took off. So I was quite lucky in that way. And yeah, I launched in 2013 and now it's 2018 and it's still around. So that's amazing. Cause I honestly didn't think that. Um, like I just thought it was going to be a side job. Like I did not know that I was going to have to quit like a full-time job and like do it. And, and, you know, people thought I was crazy. Like I remember my dad saying, Oh, you're going to quit your full-time job. Like (laughs) this was after I was studying, I found a full-time job and dad's like, you're going to quit your full-time job to start a fashion label. Like, are you crazy? There's no money in fashion. I wouldn't do it. And I was like, actually, hell no, because you said I can't do it. I'm going to do it. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, there was a lot of doubt and, um, but yeah, I didn't think I'd be sitting here today and yeah, now it's like an international brand. It's crazy. Oh my goodness. What an epic journey. Seriously. Like to think you packed your stuff and moved to LA, like, and then to Bali, that's just insane but isn't it so true that you just you kind of never know what's ahead in a way when you're starting a business it's not like you can go to university and like get a degree to like be a business owner or an entrepreneur I I quit school in year 10 like guys there's hope (laughs) yeah yeah, absolutely well I actually quit my full-time job at the start of the year and literally it was like eight months before I'm getting married and I had no backup plan whatsoever launching the podcast and it's just so weird how the universe has its way of mm-hmm. allowing things to fall into place if you have, I guess, the drive and the passion and you for allow it. it. Absolutely. Yeah. You've just you've really got to trust in that journey, don't you? And and yourself yeah. to just, you know, know that it can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Like and I think we're you know, in society we're almost given these boundaries or there's like all these boundaries to things and it's like hang on there's actually no boundaries like why am I letting them be here you know yeah like I said I didn't finish school and like it's just like so crazy like back then you're like everyone's like you have to do this like you have to do this 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 to be successful and it's like it's not true I honestly believe that passion drives happiness drives success drives all that kind of stuff so yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, totally agree. It's like, they're my favorite stories, the ones that you just mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't have to do the best at school. Like, oh my goodness, like my end of school was so horrendous. Like oh. I never, but you think it's like the end of your life yeah. when you get that end of school back and everyone's like, oh, how did that you pressure. do? What did you get? And I was like, you know, yeah, so long as you've got that passion and you know you want to have a, a good life and be successful, like that's, you know, what you yeah, need really, so isn't crazy. it? So yeah, I'm really glad you touched on that. So I guess now with such a booming global business, how do you actually balance your own health and wellness goals? Yeah. So, um, by working out, um, yeah. and meditating, also surrounding myself around the right people, yeah. also spending time with my family. Yeah, um, okay. I think that's really important. And I think you touched on this before is scheduling in time yeah. for all of those things because life can get crazy. Um, and balance is such a weird word. Like, mm. um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like everyone 
is kind of like I'm busy I'm busy I'm busy I'm busy it's like yeah everyone's busy but like I don't know it's just crazy so yeah I just make sure I do those things yeah I know it's in Australia it's like this weird badge of honor isn't it to yeah. be like oh I'm busy it's like how about we just all slow down I stopped a saying bit? it yeah, yeah no seriously and it's it's almost a natural reaction to say you're so busy. I know. Like, Do you know what I say now? I'm like, I'm occupied. <laughs> because, oh, I love yes, that. because I'm like, I actually sound like such an idiot. Like, <laughs> uh, like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm so busy. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, get it. So I'm just like, oh, I'm just occupied life. Like, you know. Oh my God, yeah. I seriously love that so much. Um, so for any entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs listening, what would be your top three business tips? Okay, top three business tips. Um, I would say always follow your passion Mm -hmm. again, touching on before, like if you're passionate about something, then go for it. Like always take that risk because you know, if you don't, then you won't know what is second is, um, listening to the right podcast, reading books, um, you know, all that kind of stuff, just educating yourself, uh, educating yourself on all the right things. And then the third one would be always work to your strengths. When I first started Tallyloo, I was doing every position of the company because I was doing it by myself and things, I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, now I handball like the things that I'm not very good at, like numbers and all that kind of stuff to people that I know are good at it. Mm-hmm. And then I just work to my strengths. I think that's really important. And yeah, I, I'm just gonna say one more too yeah, as well. Go. Always ask for help yes. <laughs> because again, in the beginning, like I was so so scared to ask for help because I thought if I ask for help, then I'm a failure mm-hmm. or I fail the business, and then I'd sit there like, and yeah, I just wouldn't ask. And mm-hmm. it's so crazy to think that like I spent so many hours sitting there stressing about little problems that could have been solved if I just asked. Yeah. So I think asking for help is really, really important. Isn't it crazy too how many people are actually willing to give you the help yeah. or the advice or the guidance if you just ask for it? It's, yeah. yeah, it's so nice. There's some good people out there. Yeah, there really is. You've got to have faith. Yeah. No, I really like all of those tips. Now, before we wrap up, I'm going to ask you some of our favorite questions. What would be your number one health tip? My number one health tip would be um, eating really good, wholesome, delicious food. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I love that so much. (laughs) It's crazy how many people actually don't eat real food. Like I'm really obsessed. I shouldn't say this. This is not in a mean way, but I'm really obsessed with looking in people's shopping trolleys. Oh, best. Oh, and I'm like, I feel like if I could have one thing in life, it would be a TV show that I could like go and help families or like go and do their shopping with them and then go through why they shouldn't be eating this and what they could be eating as replacement. 100%. You'd be happy with my trolley. (laughs) (laughs) And now what would be one thing we can all do to bring more balance into our lives so the hustle can be healthy? I think for me, because I travel so much for work, um, it's really important to eat really healthy um, still keep my routine. Like I'm such a routine person. So making sure that I'm eating healthy, I'm still meditating each day. Um, and especially cause I travel to random places like China and stuff like that. It can be really hard to still eat really good food. So I also just make sure I'm super prepared, um, like pack like nuts and like protein bars and like, you know, nut butter and all this kind of crazy stuff to make sure that I'm still being healthy and yeah, meditating, still doing my gratitude diary while I'm away. 
and all that kind of stuff. I think it's just really important to still have that routine and that balance, but also enjoying myself as well. So um, I spent so many of my years depriving myself of so Mm. many foods and all that kind of stuff. And so now I think it's really important to make sure that I have a healthy relationship with food and enjoying, uh, you know, little treats every now and then as well. And that keeps my life pretty balanced. Yeah, (laughs) awesome. I love that. What advice would you give to your younger self? Yeah. Um, always love yourself and don't compare yourself. Um, yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And finally, for all the foodies out there, what mm-hmm. does a day on your plate look like? I love this question. I love <laughs> listening to what everyone has to say. Um, yeah. So in the morning, I will have a coffee. I'm actually on this like salary juice thing at the moment. I don't know if you've ever heard of the medical medium. Oh, no. Okay. So it's like, so in the morning, it's actually from one of my friends. She started doing it and um, I've read so much about like all the benefits from celery juice. So I'll have like a glass of celery juice in the morning on an empty stomach. It's really Mm -hmm. good for like inflammation and like um, gut health and stuff like that. So I have that. Then I have a coffee um, and then I'll have like probably I have a little bit of natural yogurt, berries, nuts and seeds and peanut butter because I'm obsessed with peanut butter. I have that in the morning and then um, I'll have for lunch, I'll have like, you know, like a green salad or like sushi or something like that in the afternoon, like a banana. And then for dinner, like I love like seafood and salmon and stuff like that. So I'll have like salmon, like goat's cheese, avocado, like sweet potato, like a salad or something like that. Um, and then dessert, I'd probably have peanut butter, (laughs) just saying. And like, I do these like healthy hot chocolates and I'll have like a hot chocolate before I go to bed. And it's like, just like cacao powder, stevia and hot water, like super healthy. And sometimes I have that. So then I don't reach for the peanut butter or or like I brush my teeth. Cause I'm like, dude, how much peanut butter can you have? Um, so yeah, I'll do that at night. So, oh, yum. (laughs) Seriously. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't mind having your plate every single day. That sounds delicious. I'm going to try the celery though, because I love yes. celery so much. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, straight celery juice. I don't know if I can do it, but there's all this research about the celery juice and all that kind of stuff. Like highly recommend, like it's really good for your immune system. And like, I have a lot of gut issues, like mm-hmm. a lot. And I think it probably comes down to when I was anorexic and I stuffed up my body so much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's so many benefits. Mm. And if you have it on empty stomach and then fast for like 15 minutes, it's supposed to be quite beneficial. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you just juice it? Yeah, 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 okay. You should probably cold press it so okay. that it doesn't go through the heat. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's hard when you don't have a cold presser. But sometimes I just go to like About Life and buy it. Yeah, awesome. Um, like get them to freshly squeeze it. So, yeah. Yeah read up about that (laughs) yeah I definitely will be well thank you so much for joining me today um I've absolutely loved chatting to you you are seriously such a breath of fresh air and thank you for being such a supporter of our podcast and yeah being here with us and sharing your journey without fear I've loved chatting to you Uh, thank you (laughs) we'd love to hear your feedback and the guests that you would like to hear from so please feel free to send us a direct message via our Instagram page at the healthy hustlers Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review and subscribe so you can keep up to date with our new episodes each week. For a dose of weekly happy, healthy news, you can subscribe to our newsletter via our website at thehealthyhustlers.com. Until next week, make sure that you're investing in yourself to keep the hustle healthy.